Hello, and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane, and I am here, as always, with one the only Chris Valente. Chris, hello. Buenas noches, amigos. Ah, buenas noches. Uh, ¿Cómo estás? Muy bien, y tú? Uh, bueno, bueno. That's about all the Spanish I can get through. My, uh, my high school teacher, Senorita... Oh, I forget her last name. We'll be very proud. Very proud if she's listening. I don't think she's my, listening. <laughs> my high school... Mrs. Boren was my high school Spanish teacher. And there was one, and I was, I sucked at Spanish. And I never studied so hard for a test to get this. So I study for this test, I do the test. And it's kind of like at the end of the test where everyone's kind of just kind of waiting for the last few people to uh, finish up. And then it was lunch. And for lunch, I was like a dollar or 50 cents short for lunch money. So I turned to my, whoever was sitting next to me, I said, do you have 50 cents for lunch? And she turned around and picked me out and says, you're cheating. You're cheating on the test. You're cheating on the test. Yanked the test. Go up. Failed me. What? I was like, no, I was asking her 50 cents for lunch. And the guy was like, hey, he's asking me 50 cents for lunch. <laughs> Cheaters, cheater, cheater. <laughs> I go home. And I studied with my mom. We had flashcards, this whole thing. And I told my mom, I've never seen my mom so mad. And... She called the principal. She called the teacher. She caused living hell for this Spanish teacher for accusing me of cheating. And um, you would never cheat. Uh, I'm not sure that's true, but <laughs> <laughs> but I did not cheat on that test. And uh, uh, yeah, so I so that was before I moved to Alabama. And then when I was in Alabama, my buddy uh, called and said that someone glued all of Mrs. Boren's stuff to her desk. Oh, man. And I, and I asked my mom, I said, you didn't take a trip up to uh, Burlington, Massachusetts, did you? Was she not a well-liked teacher? I don't, uh, I don't think she was. I remember her being mean in general, and I don't think she was very well-liked. It's not like, oh, Mrs. Boren, she was awesome. She was kind of like, Mrs. Boren always kind of sucked. But then she accused me of cheating when I was literally asking for 50 cents. Or it may have been a dollar, maybe in 75 cents, but somewhere in that range. Well, um, I had a yeah. I had a nun in eighth grade, Sister Margaret Mary. Mm-hmm. Tell That's me, the most nun name. Oh, yeah. of all time. Oh yeah, and we had we. There's I, not I, a actually, more sister name. Than I'm gonna sister sing you. Margaret I'm gonna sing Mary. you a song that my buddy got in trouble for <laughs> busted and had to write it on the board over and over again. Sister Margaret Mary, her butt is very hairy. She picks her. <laughs> She picks her nose and eats her toes. Sister <laughs> Margaret Mary. And he wrote that in his notebook. And I mean, we all used to sing it like in the, behind her back. Or she was old. She was just an old mean nun. And he used to, he, and she read it in his notebook and she, he made her, she made him go to the front of the class and write that on the board over and over. <laughs> Sister Margaret Mary, her butt is very hairy. <laughs> she picks her nose. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, and um, needless to say, by the way, I, I, was in, we were, I didn't even want to talk about this. Screw you, Sister Margaret Mary. I got promoted. So I am not a waste of a person. I am not working at McDonald's like you said I was going to be. Screw you. Rest in peace, uh, RIP. But yes, you told me I was a waste of a human. I was going to get there, but we got on the Spanish stage. Congratulations. No, that's not even why I brought that up. But now, now I'm fired up about Sister Margaret Mary. So, yes. <laughs> you got promoted. You so, did yeah. get a promotion. Congratulations. No, thank promoted. you. No, but yes, t- she can. I, I had I had nuns, man. I went to Catholic school. Just 
some of the stuff, my, I'll vividly remember this. My, when I was in first grade, Sister Joan was my first grade teacher and Sister... Not as good nun name. No, Sister Anne was our principal. One day, Sister Joan and Sister Anne don't work there anymore. Gone. They ran off together. Lesbians. What? Yes. Left the nunhood, left together, no longer principal, no longer first grade teacher. I had no idea what that meant at the time, obviously, but my first grade teacher and my, and my, my principal were gone. They left and ran off together. They just couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle it. I mean, and Sister jo- Sister, Sister Anne had a mustache. That was the first sign. No offense to anyone out there, but that, was, that, was, that wasn't a good sign. <laughs> she had a full-on mustache. Um, so, yeah. Are you sure it wasn't Sister Joe? Yeah, no, maybe. <laughs> Monsignor. No, we can't go to. Nope, never mind. Nope. <laughs> can't get the podcast right. canceled. Not yeah, getting the podcast yeah, canceled. Right. All right, all right, all right. Um, so, yeah, that was that was my uh, eighth sister, Margaret Mary. Her butt is very hairy. Um, <laughs> she told me I was a waste of a person. And then I went to. She told went, you, how did that come about? Because. Of oh, your friend so I was, you know, that? I was probably messing around with Brian Specia, who was used to, on the yeah. show. Like I was probably messing around. I was going to ask class. you if it was Specia who. It probably what? was. We used to get in trouble for like the not even like we weren't bad kids like at all, but it was like you would be talking or just, just messing boys. around. That's the greatest right. lie. I'm. I think it's hilarious. If yeah. no one ever came back and said. I got in trouble because I wrote this. Yeah, no, like, that there's part of me you're like, yeah, I'm gonna lose it. No, he didn't write. Like a... So he didn't write that. It was another buddy of mine that wrote that. All right. Um, but he, the reason she called me a waste of a person was we were probably just like messing around. I spent most of my time in her class with my desk up at the front of the board, just like staring at a chalkboard. I wasn't allowed to be any near anybody. It was, yeah, it was <laughs> it was good times. And then I went to high school, and I had brothers because I went to all boys Catholic high school. That was a whole nother world. My art. Our disciplinarian was a former Green Bay Packer offensive lineman from the 60s. Brother Mike, just big old dude. And, like, you think you're big in high school. You're small as shit, right? Like, you're like you're, yeah. you're tiny. Used, used to pick you up and put you up against the lockers, like, with his one hand and carry you down, boom, 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 down the halls. <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, it was, it was mayhem. And then the poor women teachers that, like, were in our high school, because we were all boys with – that was it. The only women we saw were the high school teachers. Those poor ladies just got abused, oh. like straight up abused, like just not a conducive place for a female to work as an all boys high school. Just I can n- only imagine because there's not there, like the, what do boys fight about, right? Girls. That's it. Girls. Boy, boys fight yeah. about girls. You take girls out of the equation. There was never like a fight at my high school because what were you going to fight about? Like nothing. <laughs> there was nothing to fight about. So. But the testosterone levels were through the roof because there was no girls. And our punishments at, at lunch would be you had to push the barrel around to collect other people's trash. Oh, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. No, it it was a, the, the Catholic school experience was a whole nother level of crazy. Like just. And then you go to UMass. Yeah. Boom. And then I live across the hall from girls on the same floor. I'm like, what? Whoa. Where did this come from? <laughs> I'm at the zoo. And yeah, it was. It was a whirlwind of a different culture. Uh, nobody there told me I was a waste of a person, thankfully. Um, That's good. So yes, that was that was good. And you said you you uh, they were you would work at McDonald's. That she was told good. me I would be lucky to work at McDonald's and amount to nothing, and I'd be a waste of a human being. I was a waste she of a person. Sounds nice. She was very motivating. So like I, <laughs> I learned my I learned my multiplication hey. by the end of that class. And say so the best thing I ever learned about McDonald's was round egg. 
Exactly. You worked at McDonald's, so that's an insult to you. Yeah. I worked. I worked at McDonald's. So Sister Margaret Mary, you know what? Yeah, pound sand, Sister Margaret Mary. <laughs> suck, an, suck an egg. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, anyway, go back to just uh, another congratulations. <laughs> Job well done. Promotion. Look at you. How is your LinkedIn today? Oh, it was fun. It was uh, it was fun because I so many people I haven't talked to in a long time. You know, do that patented like thing click on the linkedin button that says congrats, congrats blah blah, blah well deserved yeah. blah blah um so i i i literally responded to every single one with something like personal like kind of joke thing that went through it all and just kind of went down memory lane with some folks like chris madrinsky post he was the coo of the new Jersey devils when i first started working there he was like the scariest human alive to me at the time like he scared the shit out of me because like it was lou lamorello and him like it was just a scary place because i was a 22 year old kid and then he writes something nice. Like it was, it was cool. Like to just see some others come out of the woodwork that I haven't talked to in a long time. That's awesome. Uh, you got to introduce me to Lou Lemerle's kid because he's. I'm joining that golf club that you were talking about. I do have to introduce you to him, um, Chris. Another Chris. Chris yeah, another Chris. I can at least remember the name. But yeah, the, so uh, promotion. A lot of people at FSM got promoted, which was fantastic. Um, promotions were put on hold for obviously two years so a lot of people in the backlog finally getting their due uh liam now vice president uh which is great tom howard promoted up to director steve kelly teddy kate hogan mckenzie i don't think i'm i might be forgetting somebody but yeah no it was uh really good to see people well deserving get their recognition as well and fenway is ever growing as you know and probably more to come for people in the next year or two it's awesome well congratulations to everybody there it's uh for me, it's kind of cool to get to see some of those folks. You know, I mean, working with like Tommy Howard and Liam and all that kind of stuff from a uh, long time Teddy too, right? Uh, it was cool. Yeah, you know, Teddy was uh, key into the Top Golf when we were there for uh, Fenway in November. Yeah, he was. He was. Inter- he was the one that actually brought it and put the whole thing together. It's actually in that in the promotion that he got. Oh, Brett Miller got a promotion too, a director of our special events, and the, he runs the bowl game. Um, I, I gave him, I gave him some crap. Like we haven't had a bowl game in two years. You got promoted. Well, well done. <laughs> <laughs> well done. You haven't played a game. Yeah. Um, but it, it would have been great if we had it. <laughs> so like, yeah. Right. But no, yeah, it's, uh, it's good. It's, um, it's always, and I think, I think we've talked about this, the turnover that's happening lately in, in this, our industry, I think recognizing and an easy way to do that is to reward your people that you already have right with, yeah, doesn't take much to do that, to keep them in house versus having to then go replace them. So, Glad to see the organization uh, took care of so many different people, and that's um, it's great. It's great. It's good. It's great. It's good. It's good. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's I I I uh, I love to see it. I love to see it. Well, anyway, um, good work. Um, we did an interview last week. We did. We we made good on our good. promise. It it felt really good because, by the way, not having to carry the forty five minutes of conversation between you and Wait. I was. Was was nice. Was nice. Are you saying that you carry the conversation during? No, I said for you for, to not have the conversation. No, busting your chops. When both of us have to carry forty-five minutes of yeah, yeah, yeah. bullshit right. for forty-five I, minutes. I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was messing with you. But yes, I agree. Andy was good. So it was, it was also fun. I don't ever listen back to these things because I was like, I lived it. I hit record. I know what happened. Um, but you do. I do. And but I, I did do. listen back to Will's. Oh. And you could tell, right? We met Will that night, 
right? Like we met Will that night. I texted him a couple times to make sure we did. We, we did meet him that organize night. Organize everything. You could tell how much more comfortable Will got from the first five minutes of that podcast to the end. Mm, beyond, because I think we and we as much as we tell people this when we go into an interview that you and I are their colleagues and we're not like the media and we're not trying to get you. We're not doing like any gotcha questions right. here that we're just like having a conversation. People are probably still have their guard up. And look, I, we've talked about this whenever we have a guest host. When we and I first started doing this, we were afraid to say the wrong thing. Yeah, right. And, but eventually you like you just get comfortable and you let your guard down and you just realize I know what I'm talking about, so I'm just going to talk. Just yes, we just talked about Sister Mary and <laughs> Sister Mary Margaret Mary. <laughs> Margaret Mary, damn it. Uh, the rhyme doesn't go as well. But I literally, I literally just texted Specia and said, "I just brought up Sister Margaret Mary on the podcast and sang the song." He'll know exactly what <laughs> I'm talking about. Um, but I was saying, he was saying, Will was saying, before we were hit record, he's like, "Yeah, can you? How much editing are you going to do? Can we go back and do all these answers?" And you and I just kind of like, I could see you look at me through the Zoom or whatever software we used. And be like, we're not, we're not, well, it's not gonna, we're not, gonna do <laughs> we're that. Not, like, it's not gonna happen. He's like, how much, how much post production do you guys put into this? I was like, uh, two, uh, min- two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, no. But that the whole point was, he thought he was gonna be like answering questions. Oh, I got that answer wrong. I need to go redo that. It's like, yeah. no, that's not this at all. No, no, no. It was, it was great. I mean, it seemed, and I, the way I look, I'm, I'll critique us. It felt like the three of us knew each other forever. Yeah, I, I give credit to Larry Friedman. Larry Friedman knows, uh, been on the pod, knows the pod, knows you know me obviously really well, and uh, he he wouldn't he wouldn't Larry Friedman would not have offered up a person who he thought would fail at our the way that we do this. No, and I mean he's clearly that's why he's the chief 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 Larry. No, he's a president. Pre- oh, co-president. Sorry, co-president. Yeah, El Presidente. <laughs> Everybody knows El Co-Presidente. Everybody knows a well-oiled machine and a, and a, and a good a good boat has two captains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna get into that. But the, um, but I did think Will had some good knowledge. One of the things that I liked about Will that we didn't touch on a great deal when we were talking to him. He also he went from an intern at MLS. He had like two years of what they call freelancing, right? So like, yeah. yeah. How many people have we heard that are like, well, I need to get a full-time job that's got benefits and then I know what's going on? We did not touch that. Will just said, no, I'm going to keep doing this freelancing thing and I'm confident it'll turn into something. That's betting on yourself. And I have a lot of respect for people who go and bet on themselves. I think it's good advice, too. It's really good advice. Bet on yourself. um, In the fact that, if if you really are passionate about what you're doing, and he learned in college, right? He made that transition. He was like, no, not a business person. This is what I want to do. This is what's going to take. Like, it's not going to happen overnight. That's what we tell everybody. Like, it, it doesn't have to be about where you start immediately. Like, you don't start your career day one. It's the journey. Just get to that point. Yeah. And along the way, you might not be able to have your dream job. Um, but the fact that he stayed persistent, he ended up launching LAFC with nobody else around huge opportunity. Right. Yeah, and now he's turned himself into a director at a pretty young age and, and been very successful. So yeah, kudos to him. Yeah. Will was, uh, Will was great. So Will, if you're listening, big shout out, um, to you. Thank you uh, for joining. I also have a couple other 
uh, guests in the hopper. Not going to jinx anything, but like NFL GM type guest. That's right. I will not jinx anything either. And we'll so that's knock it. on wood. We just teased a massive tease that we probably have to deliver on now. I, it's not us on us to deliver it. I mean, no, do we, like, yeah, do, would, do, you, would, would you be interested in this? Yes, of course we'd be interested in this. Do we have to follow up now? Yeah, probably. Yeah, we should probably. probably I follow. mean, we're salespeople. We're the yeah, we should follow up. Yeah, we should probably follow up. Follow up, circle back. What other kind of jargon can we use? Uh, circle God, back. Yeah, circle back, follow up, touch base, um, <laughs> check in. Um, Makes me want to. Uh, hope all is well. <laughs> There was, I was talking to some uh, potential partner today, and they gave me one. It's like, well, we need to take a 360-degree view of this. I was like, I can't do this sometimes, this kind of like. Oh, the, the jargon? Yes. The corporate jargon stuff? No, it no. It's like, you know me well enough. I was like, can we just like talk about this? Can Not we take like, this off? We t- we'll, we'll take this offline. We'll take this They off. use that too. Yeah. Take no. this offline. Are we online, offline? <laughs> Who cares? What does it mean, offline? What do you mean, offline? Yeah, what does that even mean? What does that mean? Wait, wait. wait oh, you mean like not on the computer? Like, what do you mean offline? <laughs> my uh, my wife works. I work in the basement. My wife works upstairs. And we call it the kitchen, the break room. So sometimes I'll meet uh, Amy in the break room. In the break room, and yeah. And I will just try to have a conversation with her with like corporate speak. And it makes me laugh. And she she lives, she is in like corporate world. And she'll drop some knowledge on me that I try to, uh, I try to steal occasionally. For so I'm in the, thing. I'm in the. Op- it like makes the world go round. <laughs> if you don't use it, you almost feel like you're illiterate. No, it, it's but some of it is to your point. Like I, I can't handle the the BS, like fake, just corporate nonsense jargon. And what's funny is like I'll catch myself sometimes saying something along the lines. And when Rachel's listening to sometimes when I'm on the phone. She'll call me out. She's like, "You sound like the most ridiculous human being, right?" Because she talks to she talks to three year olds all day long. So like, she hears me talking. Like this. She's like, "You just sound like a complete douche." Do you ever follow on Instagram a corporate bro? No, I don't really go on Instagram. People send me stuff on Instagram all the time, and I, I probably would like Instagram, but I just I really don't go on Instagram much. Why don't you go on Instagram? I mean, you just made. Uh... Anyway, corporate bro, check it out. What did I make? What are you saying? What? You made yourself sound old. No, I, I don't dislike Instagram. I, I just, I, I, I go on Twitter more than anything because I'm, I find myself being, I've been Twitter's thinking about good. this. I find okay. myself curious of news. And I know that Twitter is full of obviously mm. just a ton everything, of. Ev- everything's true on Twitter. It's just like a ton of cesspool, absolute nonsense. Get some rabbit holes in Twitter. Yes. You, can you go can't a, go down the rabbit holes, I don't feel like, as much on Instagram. No, I, I agree. I think Instagram is literally just a visual stimulation of either some cool video or some cool yeah. picture. That's what it is. It's not news. It's not information. It's just like, oh, that's cool looking. Or like, oh, that looks like fun. And... I'm tr- yeah, I, I just think like when I'm like TikTok, I just ha- I feel like tick that's TikTok is like I it would just be mindless, endless stuff of like probably amazing to kill time, but also like I'd look back and be like, what it's did like I just do? Your thumb is forever scrolling. Like, what did yeah. you just do for half an hour? It's like it, you just you don't know how you killed forty five minutes of nothing. Correct. Where like Twitter, I can come away with like information and dialogue. I don't I don't really engage in terms of 
my personal account with like dialogue. I'll do stuff with front office features, but I don't really. You have done a great job with front office features Twitter recently. Oh, I thank you. I got a, it's my promotion. I, I took it to heart. From, <laughs> <laughs> Will um, from uh, LAFC. I knew, who do I talk to at front office features for a promotion or a raise? What the hell? Yeah, um, yourself. I have also the HR department. I have some complaints. About. <laughs> uh, our HR department, which is you know. Us. Probably our wives, right? We, probably we our need, wives. I think need, that's probably need, a better thing. We need to ask them for we the gotta word. give Zach a title. The, yes, the number one fan. Um, it's on his business card. Uh, no, my uh, I have some working condition complaints right now. Uh, the lighting in this room is a little light, uh, and then <laughs> a little cold on the porch. But, anyways, what the hell are we talking about? Um, Twitter versus good, Instagram. Good question. Yeah, you were talking about. You said you were thinking about Twitter, like you had this epiphany. Yeah. I thought was coming. No, yeah, like was well, the well, epiphany that you wanted the knowledge. You feel like you get more knowledge out of Twitter. Yeah, I get more discourse, knowledge, debate. Like it just seems more of a. As much as it's a fake universe, it Instagram to me just feels like a scroll, 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 scroll. Like, and I you would like you don't. There's no one topic on Instagram, right? You're just seeing so many different pictures of different people and different videos. Like, there's no... Yeah, you can search a topic on Twitter and then just Correct. go nuts. Yes. Yeah. 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 I do that a lot. Did you see, like, the volcano thing? Oh, and, the, the imagery on Tonga. The That's imagery is crazy. Did you crazy. see the one from, like, uh, outer space? satellites? Oh, outer yeah. space is Unbelievable. nuts! Just it, the shockwave that it sent across. Like, the Earth is, Earth is wild. It's, like... Wild. Like, that stuff still just happens here. Like, just a massive... Atomic explosions underground that blow up like <laughs> just since shit. Then I saw space. today the 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 island names escaping me, but like you can't get there right Tonga. now from Tonga. Tonga. Yeah. So like there was like a before, yeah. all gorgeous and beautiful, and then an after. It's like oh, thick in like ash. You can't and, get there. Yeah, it's cut off, and the communications are cut off. Everything's yeah, there's no internet. There's nothing. Yeah, it's it's very sad in that respect, but the 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 visual the visuals of it was wild yeah i saw one that was like close farther 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 and it was like holy shit it was gigantic incredible incredible i'm i'm just i'm i'm feeling i'm feeling speciate on this sister margaret mary debacle right now that that happened on our podcast of me singing <laughs> that my my nun teacher has butt is very hairy <laughs> because he's like well, how did that I'll come up one of the one of the great moments in front office features history, I think, happened today. <laughs> that you learned about it my was funny. grade. <clears throat> I was telling one of my colleagues that I uh, was like, hey, you know, I do this podcast because she was asking her daughters trying to look for an internship and social media. I was like, oh, you got to hear. This is it's a, shame, a shameless self-promotion. We just talked to LAFC, right? So I just told all my colleagues, you know, go listen to this. And then the first thing when they listen to this is you singing about a hairy uh, nun's butt. Sister Margaret Mary. Yeah. A hairy nun's butt. She picks her nose and, and eats her toes, Sister Margaret Mary. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean? It's stuck in your head. Don't forget. You're going to go to bed tonight singing that song. You're like, mm -hmm. Probably. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well. I guess we should eventually get to talking about what we do this podcast for. Maybe. I don't know. This could be – we could just keep going if you want. What do you want to talk some random shit? Just make it <laughs> – Just make it – Whatever we want. Um, no, I will say this. There's one topic about kind of what we do here that I wanted to touch on. And, you, you know, you talked about your promotions and those types of things. So sometimes in life, when you go to an organization, they post a job or somebody leaves – and you want to apply or put your name in the ring 
for said job. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. And I think there's some tact to that that not everyone takes. And I think we should go. Th- I think we want to talk to that. Have you ever applied for a job like that before, or like walk through that? Um, like formally done it. No. I have to say, me neither. But I've we have I've definitely seen it. Um, I've had people apply to me from internally, and I've had yeah no I've had people apply for jobs I've posted internally, but never I've never applied for an internal job. Here's my take on this whole thing. In my opinion, when you have you know you're a just say it's a manager to a director level, right? That happens a lot. Okay, the director leaves. You want to be able to take it, but it's an open position. You want to make sure that your name's in the ring. Okay, cool, no problem. I think it is best to go talk to as many human beings on that staff as possible, especially if it's different uh, departments. Say you're in sales and you want to go to marketing, or you want to marketing and want to go to finance, or something like that. I was just going to ask that question because do you think there's a clear delineation of the process between leaving the department versus trying to get promoted in your the, own? I think this is more leaving the department. I think the uh, promoting on your own will happen, right? Like if the director's leaving and they don't choose you, they're kind of saying that already. Yeah, I guess well, you still would throw your hat in the ring for an open still position. Still a hat in the ring, but I'm just saying it's harder. But I'm saying if you're trying to move from finance to marketing or, you know, marketing to sales or whatever department that you're changing, it might not be known that you're looking to do that, right? Correct. So here's what I think should happen. Just in a big giant umbrella, right? To me, you don't want to be one against the world, right? The world being everybody else in the organization. I think this is where you try to build consensus, where you talk to other directors, you talk to other people who are a part of the process, you talk to others and say, you know, this is kind of where I want my career to take me. This is where I want to do. And you kind of do it the old brick by brick, person by person type thing. And then when the whole conversation comes around, because it obviously will, because no matter what sports team you're in, you're talking about potentially hundreds, you know, at the max, hundreds of people, and you're not talking, you know, tens of thousands, right? Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, they're still small organizations. So if you're able to build a consensus or build alliances and allegiances to say like, hey, did you know that uh, Chris was looking at that job? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I talked to him about it. And then she, they go talk to the next person. Oh, you know, what about Chris and this job? Or what about that? And then you have built this little army of people who are vouchers of you. Man, that's the way to go instead of just hitting the apply button on Teamwork Online or wherever the hell that they posted, your local HR person. Yeah, and I think uh, so I've had this situation, like I said, play out in real life, real time, if you waited probably to the point when a job opportunity first gets posted before you've ever made that known or started making those connections within that department beforehand, you're late to the party, right? Because what you want to happen even more so is when a job does get posted to have them immediately think of you before everything else even happens like oh i know so and so would be is going to apply for this so they're not caught off guard one and two there's already that relationship built that that person probably knows from the conversations you've already had whether or not you're a fit for this role 
and right. you'd, you'd hope internally they'd give you the <clears throat> transparency to, to tell you like this one's not for you or absolutely you should go for it you may not get it but like at least you have that clear-cut view of like where that person stands versus you wasting your time and trying to start from scratch so yes you should be like I'm, i'll make this up say you work in ticket sales and you're looking to get into you're in, you're in season ticket inside sales but you want to work in premium right in suites completely different departments completely different day-to-day completely different everything you have you don't have any of that background you're only been selling in, you've only been selling season tickets if you haven't been spending time building rapports and relationships with the, the the heads of those the premium departments by the time that job rolls around and is opened up you're just like another name in the resume more so than anything else versus like absolutely being thought of at front of the pile <clears throat> knowing whether or not the job is even for you because you've already done your homework on that manager like it's just you can't wait we've always talked about that you it's too late if you start from scratch once a job is posted yeah so i i think that's it's also goes back to the point of like let me get my foot in the door i want to be in the marketing and i'm going to go into sales right and you're you're this is this is real this is the next step played out yeah yeah you know what i'm saying and if you're not like well why the hell would that person come over here right like it's not just that piece right you gotta you gotta build this over time and if you're not doing a good job in what you're currently doing you're kind of screwing yourself over so you've got to be able to build this thing and i also think too you've got to choose your battles Right, like you can't be. Uh, I think this is a movie quote, but just like squirrel, 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 squirrel. Was yeah. that up big? Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't seen it, but up, someone told up, me about it. Up, 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 up. Squirrel, squirrel. Right. Yeah. So, like, if you're in, you you got your foot in the door, man. You're in ticket sales. Congratulations, you work for the team. But you knew you hated it from the get go, and you've been all you're trying to do is get out. You can't be like, all right, there's a marketing opening position. I want to go there. Oh, there now there's a finance meeting. I want to go there. Oh, there's a corporate sales thing. I want to go there. Oh, there's an activation thing. I want to go there. You've got to be laser focused on what you want. And you've got to have a real conversation with yourself and saying like, this is where I want to go. And am I willing to use my political capital? You only get so much of this political capital that you can then spend on trying to get to that said position, right? You can't use that political capital on that marketing job to then go try to use it on the corporate partnership activation job to then go use it on the, you know, social media team job, right? You've got to be able to narrow in and say, if something in this department comes up, I'm going to be laser focused and I got myself an army behind me who's willing to vouch for me. You, that was great. I mean, that was great advice because that is so, you cannot become the habitual app applier, right? right. You, you just, it's, whether you're internal or external, like there's people who apply to every job that you post externally and you're just like, you, you're, you're not the right person here. Like you're just trying to work here or not for the right role. Same thing if you're internal, you can't then start saying, I want to work in every different department just to get out of the one you're currently in because someone told me the other day that was doing an internal application for some other job, their boss said, you have my blessing long as you're willing to go all in, like go all out for this role. If that's the role that you want, 
but don't apply for this one. And then in two weeks, tell me you're applying for a different job that if you didn't get that one, that has nothing to do with the one you just applied for, right? Like right. now you're just sending a message to your first, your current boss. I don't want to be here at all. And I'm just looking to get the hell out versus I see this as actually a next stepping stone in my career. This is what I actually want. And if it doesn't work out, you're okay waiting for the right opportunity to come along again versus just like, I need to apply for any other job that's here just so I don't do this every day. <clears throat> that's right. No, you're, you're, that, you're spot on with the political capital. You can't, you can't fire those bullets over and over and over again and have your boss tell everyone in the organization you're the best person for every single job available. It doesn't work that way. But then what's going to happen is like, does this person even want to be here? You're going to get your ass fired. Yes, totally. Right? It's like this person doesn't want to be here. There's somebody else that be- better that can do this, right? So time to move on, right? If you don't want to be here, all right, maybe this isn't the right job for you. Thanks. That also goes with people who try to use a new position as leverage for either a promotion or a raise or something like that internally, right? So you go and you're going to interview, and if you've used your political capital or you don't have a great name or you know, you're know you using it for the wrong reasons, you go out, you interview, and be like, hey, got this job right here. What about that raise? And they go, nah, I think that's a good job for you. Yeah. Take it. <laughs> and then you go, uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, if you pull the trigger, I tell people this all the time, if you pull the trigger, you better be willing to accept the circumstance of the other end of that because right? you might not like the answer you get back. And you better be prepared. If you pull it, there's no one pulling it. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I have seen that backfire in people's faces like, nobody's business and it is shocking to them you can almost see it on their face they're thinking like you know that big raise that i'm wanting here's my chips let's go yep and they go uh no right the only way that works the only way that that works is if you're willing to go right if that's a job you really want to do and you've got a tough decision. If they get, if you can answer this question and go, if they give me that big raise, I still might want that one. If that answer is yes, then like go because no, it, no matter which way it works out, you're going to be okay, right? Yep. yep. But if you're just doing it so you can stay where you're at, you're screwed. Yeah, it's hard to you, it's, it's hard to walk back from that if they don't give the answer. It's hard to walk back from that. Have you ever done it? Tried to use leverage? Yep. No, not really. Um, because in my world, because think about when we changed jobs, right? Why did I change jobs for those things? Battle Creek to Omaha, I was going with Marty. That So there was no leverage there. Marty helped me get the job in Scranton because he knew that I wanted to become a you know, GM or a president or whatever. And he knew that was ready. That was next for me, right? Yep. I got fired in Scranton, and then you go to Pawtucket, and it wasn't. I wasn't trying to leave until it was time to go, right? Like, I didn't go to Top Golf. I didn't go to Larry with the Top Golf offer and be like, "What kind of money you got for me now, big guy?" <laughs> right? Because that was nothing really. The point of it, right? The lot of a lot of the point was. I wanted to go do bigger things. I've done this minor league thing forever, right? This is my third team. You were at the highest revenue team in the history of minor league baseball. Like, what the hell else do you want me to do? Plus, I got two little kids. Like, 
I like to see them, maybe, and I'm tired of <laughs> backpack blowing fireworks <laughs> in 45 degrees, right? Like, yeah, all that. So it, that wasn't I wasn't for a money issue, right? So I have personally, that's a long-winded way of saying it, I've never done that because the situations never really came. Nor would I really do that. I think the listeners of this show, like, I am who I am, man. Like, if I want to talk about a different job like we're going to talk about the different job because i think that might be better but like i'm not here to play or leverage i just don't like i'm not smart enough to do that <laughs> in case the wrong answer comes back to you like oh uh honey we're moving to omaha again <laughs> yeah right then be like honey here's what they call divorce papers yeah you're moving to omaha and we'll yeah. see you when it's you call i home checked on- irreconcilable differences <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we define these. Well, he now lives in a different state because I sent him there, and uh, yes, right. we, he sees the kids on Facetime. Um, yeah, right. So yes, he, no, I've never done it. Have you? I have not. No, I have not done the whole leverage card game. Um, and I, and there's parts of me that wish I have in some situations because I, I will say this, I do know it to be the most. You got to be self-aware, right? You have to be very self-aware. You have to know your worth to your company. I've seen it work very well for many people that knew that they weren't going to get the wrong answer on the other end of it. Like, you know, when like you go, it's almost like when you're going to propose to get married. Yeah, you, you know what you're getting. You kind of know the answer is going to probably be yes, or otherwise, if you get the no, you read the room completely wrong. Pretty wrong. <laughs> and like, that's kind of on you, right? Like, unless yeah. the woman's completely Not kind of. Unless the woman just lied to you straight up to your face. But like, if you've done extremely well at your job and you've been promoted and your boss likes you, but you feel like you've hit that wall and the only way you feel you're going to get past that wall is to go in and leverage and you don't think they're going to let you walk out that door. In some situations, it is the right move. Um, and I've seen it work very well for some people. Uh, but I personally have not done it um, specifically more so now in my life because, to your point, I don't. I would have those divorce papers as well if I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I leveraged it and uh, we're moving to Canada. And so... Eh? <laughs> eh? But... Um, and I also, I also... It's probably my loyalty to a fault, I'd say, that I... I've, I I admit to my employer that I'm not going to do that game and I don't want to play that game and just do what's right and hope they just do what's right by me. And yeah, I, I always sometimes think it works out better in the long run. I do. Yeah, but you know what? In some situations, you you sometimes have to give them a little nudge nudge, I think. In, in, yeah. Not everywhere. Some people just do what's supposed to be done. But at the end of the day, like I think you just – you got to be able to read the room and know when you go in and fire that bullet. You can't put the you can't put that bullet back in the chamber. Like, it's no, you, I mean, you fired it. So a, here we go. With the in, the, like the internal stuff, you've you've got to you got to you got to read the room and get people you. Tr- everyone's got someone in the organization who you trust, right? Like, you know that you can really uh, rely on consigliere, if you will. Consigliere. Going to wartime, get, get wartime, the, you know, wartime consigliere for negotiations. That's what you need. <laughs> and get the opinions, right? Honest. Like, what do you think? Like, ah, I think they're going to tell you to walk. Right? Then, yes, okay. or or at least be able to give you insight into what someone else has done, what the reaction has been. Some companies just don't do it. Like, some companies have a policy 
you've you wanted to leave now trying to keep you isn't going to be worth it because you're going to try and leave again in six months like there's data that backs it up actually like that sick that cycle doesn't stop like there was a reason you tried to leave right yeah what's the, what's the reason that you're trying to leave? so if it's just about money that's usually not the case either that's very rarely just the case money is actually one of the worst uh motivators right because it's like never enough it's never enough but also like to pick up and move your, especially in our industry, to pick up and uproot your life, like it's very rare you could just walk down the street and change jobs, like in the yeah, same right. city. To like, very rare. So like, if you have to pick up and uproot your family or uproot your life and go to a new city oh, and move, like that would just suck. It just you better be a boatload of more money, right? Because otherwise, like that just sounds not worth it. No, especially now when I'm 25. I'll move, pick up and move anywhere. I own seven things and a couch, right? Like, <laughs> and you leave the couch behind. <laughs> leave the couch behind. I'll get a new one, right? right? So, like, I can, if you can still fit yourself in most of your stuff, if you fit 80% of your stuff in a car and, like, a small U-Haul, like a mattress, like, it doesn't matter. You can pick up and go whenever you want to. Correct. But once you make it to, like, that next level of U-Haul, and you, or you've got to have movers come. If you have movers come, you got to think, right? Like big time, big time. Like I need a 18 wheeler to take my crap from one place to another. You need to stop and think through this. So it's like, you know how like when you go to U-Haul, you can get like the pickup truck, you can get like the small of course. one, yeah, yeah, yeah. One the one with the one. the grandma's if attic. At the, if, yeah, right. The one that has yeah, the little attic. Yeah. If you're like in the pickup truck or the first one, or even maybe the second one, you can really go wherever you want to. But if you've got that third one, or if you're not thinking to myself, well, that third one is just not uh, big enough. Like, you should probably rethink this decision because it is going to be big. Yeah, I, I think it would. I think it would have to be. So the rule of the U-Haul is now a crane, <laughs> right? A crane rule is now the U-Haul rule. The U-Haul rule. The U-Haul rule. The U-Haul rule. I mean, it's a it's a good rule. I, I applaud right. that rule. Uh, I'm writing. That. I'm writing that down. I'm writing that down. The crane rule. Write, write that down. That's good advice. Write that down. <laughs> um, I think. Yeah, I, I've always wondered. Like, I talk to other people in our industry, and um, I talk to Brian about this a lot. Like, what now in my point in life would it be willing to just uproot my family and go? It would be tough. Like, I, I don't know. Because it's I, more than just money now. Way more than money, and convenience of like where your family is and your your kids where they want you to grow up and education like it's not just about me and my title and my right so like i don't even like yeah. if you doubled my salary tomorrow i still be like yeah that sounds like a lot to fucking do like i got a lot of i got a lot of packing I'm like, what am I going to buy with that money? What, what, what don't I have? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what am I going to do with that money? Great. Okay. Like, uh, I'm working more now anyway because now I have a bigger job. So uh, what am I I'm just going to work? to? Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah, so to buy a bigger you all. Great. So yeah, the next time I move. Now, you're, now, you, have, now you have two. And you're like, I don't think that uh, you haul. The you haul rule. The you haul rule. <laughs> I like that rule. That's a good rule. It's a good rule. Anyway, it's like my, I was telling I don't have many rules in life, but don't be that guy. I was telling somebody that not uh, recently, don't be that guy is my rule in life. It's worked out well. Now your U-Haul rule can be your, your guiding light for any job your opportunity. guiding light on kind of how the job opportunities go. Yeah. I'm well in past the U-Haul. I'm never, if I ever move again. Oh, no, yeah, no, no. Movers. I'm not touching anything. No. 
Well, you have to pack it first, but that's the... No, I get Packers. <laughs> Packers. That's not how that's we, When we moved from, what did we move from? Scranton to here, Packers. Wait, they come in and pack your house? Packed house. <laughs> you don't do anything. Like, you. Right, here's some clothes. Don't touch those because I need those for the next week or so. Pack all the stuff. What did that cost? I don't remember. Don't care. Worth every penny. Every penny. Nothing broke. No, I, I, I'm with you. I would not be packing my house. I would, uh, I would just burn the house down and take the insurance money. <laughs> 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 I don't know what happened. <laughs> gas, ex- I'd be like, gas explosion, I- sir. You don't have gas. Uh, but I don't know. <laughs> some, 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 some Man, happened. you should have seen the guy filling the oil tank. He was he smoking some cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> just blew. Did you see the time that explosion? You ain't seen nothing. My house was up there. Like you could see it from outer space. Oh, no, I am not packing shit. There is no, no way. No, you didn't know. Packers move it. The Packers. Move I thought the it. movers just came and took the stuff after you packed it. But if there's guys, no, that come they in. have a whole team that comes in there and packs it all up. So like your pictures, like all the stuff, whatever you need. They must charge. I, I mean, that's you could charge a pretty penny, and people would pay that. I would imagine. That's a good. I don't remember. I'm the worst at this, but like I don't remember how much it costs. That's a good service. We should we should start that as a side business. We're not going to do that. I I don't want to. No, we're not going to do the packing. We're going to own the business and send people out to go do it for them. Yeah, fine. I can do that. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's like if you want to be a landscaper now, you wouldn't go landscape. You'd go, you'd own the business. Same yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm not landscaping. I'm not landscaping. No way. I'm going to cut my own lawn, let alone someone else's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, well, this was a hell of a podcast, by where, the way. Where did, where, what, what did we just do? What happened? <laughs> I blacked out. <laughs> I feel like it was one of our better ones. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it better? Oh, we talked about the hair on a nun's ass. R.I.P. R.I.P. Lesbian nuns. Um, yeah. What are you going to title this one? You're always in charge of the titles. What are you, you going to title this one? <laughs> Sister Margaret Mary, her butt was very hairy. <laughs> People click on it and be like, what the hell is this? Oh God! This is a sports uh, business podcast. What are yeah, you talking about? No, no, it's it's all good. Um, this, this one, this one's gonna win us a podcast award, podcast of the something, year, right here. Something like when that. they ask us to submit the podcast for evaluation, this is the one that goes <laughs> right into the award ceremony. Uh, I'm uh, crying. Oh I'm man, crying. this one, U-Haul rules. We, I mean, I don't even U-Haul know. U-Haul rules a good rule. Yeah, I mean, one time in my fantasy football, um, they made. Uh, a rule we couldn't do a trade or something like that. No one cares about the other person's fantasy football team, but they did it because of me because I was bending the rules, and I they all voted against me that we couldn't do this one specific trade rule. So I just said, "Fine, as long as it goes in the rule book as the crane rule." What and, was the uh, rule? So we do at the time did keepers. Yeah. And when you did trades, uh, you keep anybody after the third round, and I was on a. Uh, I was on a bad – my team wasn't very good. So towards the end of the draft, I was trading my good players for first-round draft picks, second-round draft picks, third-round draft picks. So I had a bunch of picks in the early rounds the next year, right, so I could improve my team. I wasn't going to make the playoffs, right, so yep. who cares? Yeah. And they did not like that. Um, so now there was some rule put in place. You can't trade anyone before, like, the fourth or the fifth round or third round, fourth – I think it was third or fourth round. Anyway, and I thought that was the most ridiculous, stupid rule ever. If your team's out of it, you should be able to trade whoever you want for whatever you want. And uh, they put it in the quote-unquote rule book as the... The crane rule? 
the crane rule. I mean, you, rule. you will go down in history as a remembered man. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> You've left your mark on this world. There will be no doubt about it. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. All right. Uh, that was fun. I laughed a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's good. We, we, uh, that was, uh, <laughs> I hope we helped everyone learn how to leverage internal jobs in between. <laughs> if that's the thing that you got out of that, you weren't listening. <laughs> <laughs> or why were you still listening if you like, if that's what you got yeah. out of it? If you made it that far, kudos. Congratulations. Kudos Congratulations. to you. We didn't even get to half the shit we wrote down, which is good. This is good. All right, there goes our prep. I'll I'll give everyone the the, the rundown so you know what we're going to talk about. Uh, Apple TV, nope. Nindamukong Sue, nope. Jay Glazer, nope. All right. And uh, Microsoft bought Activision. Nope, that too. There you go. You just told everybody. (laughs) That's the podcast, folks. (laughs) Adios. Sister Margaret Mary. (laughs) All right. Vamanos. Bye. Bye.